Hey, this is Coley, and you're listening to the Still With You podcast. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Still With You. This is a place where simply my friends and I gather and have fun, fruitful conversation about real life and trusting in Jesus. I'm so thankful you're here. I already consider you part of the party. You're already a friend of mine if you're listening. So thank you so much for joining. I hope you feel oh so welcome. The music that you hear in the background is my sweet friend, Christy Masing. Guys, her music is amazing, and I hope you guys all go check her out. All links to her music are in the show notes. Just a side note, she and I are in a small group together, and she is one of the nicest people you will ever meet. She is kind of becoming a mentor to me in this industry. She's just incredible, so please go and support her. Today on the show, you're going to meet Mykia Carter. She is one amazing woman. I remember admiring her from afar when I first saw her testimony on a video being played one Sunday morning. And I remember thinking, I would love to talk with her one day. Her story is incredible. Well, lo and behold, our paths would eventually cross. I cannot believe that I have her as a friend. She is so encouraging, so positive, and overall, she is a miracle. Her life story is a witness of the wonders that Jesus can do. She is a fighter. She is bold. She is brave. She is beautiful. She beat cancer, and she is living life to the fullest, fearlessly. Her story is inspiring, and you are not going to want to miss a minute of this week's episode. So without further ado, I introduce to you, who I am honestly so honored to introduce, my friends, Mykia. I am just so honored that you even are taking the time for this. You will stop it. I'm being dead serious because, again, like you are a Pensacola celebrity, whether you choose to believe it or not. So the fact that I've even crossed lines with you, like our friendship, like I've even like met you. It's a real blessing, for I'm, sure. I'm still amazed at the whole Pensacola phenomenon that's happened. I mean, You've been on two magazine covers. You've been to several news articles, TV, like TV true. channels, okay. too. Newspapers here, probably, then newspapers in Birmingham. So it just depends, like, from Birmingham area, Pensacola area. So got well, a couple. the fact that you have even given me, like, this time, I feel so sure. great. Seriously, I'm serious. I'm so honored. I really am. I literally was just... Um, where was I going? I was headed to Tallahassee for a quick meeting in January, and that was my first day listening to podcasts. And I'm like, oh, podcasts, this is so cool. And I was like, one day I'm going to be on a podcast, just wait for it. Are you serious? And boom, my first podcast. That is, uh, what did you listen to? What was your first podcast? Uh, what was I listening to? Uh, my friend told me, his name's called, he told me about the one thing. Who's it by? I'm always fascinated Jeff, by what pa- podcast Jeff people Woods. listen to. What's it about? All kinds of stuff. Like, he has 
motivational stuff and how green creative is taking on industry titans and winning productive kids oh so this is pretty much like a little sprinkle of everything oh yeah yeah but i mean i'm gonna have to check that out leadership and how to run a successful team stuff like that that i could use in my job i think that was more fun that's definitely one i've been listening to then sarah jakes has one um have you heard of td jakes before no i haven't so td jakes he's huge i mean my mom and grandmother used to listen to him growing up and stuff so um his daughter now does um you know ministry and stuff so she has one um i'm gonna have to go back and the look all these up with sarah jakes and it's kind of like she gets on facebook on tuesdays and does like the online live facebook recording and then she just puts it on you know kind of as her oh podcast. she does that as her podcast well that's yeah, easy that way she so cool. she didn't have to do any editing with exactly. that and just yeah. kind of so just, just put it on there right and go there. she's she's a hoot She's hilarious. That's awesome. Yes. Do you listen to podcasts like as you drive or as you work out or what do you do? I don't listen to them as I work out because I do a lot of like lifting and stuff. So I kind of just like leave my, if I have something in, I need music to lift. Um, and I hate cardio. So <laughs> I really don't listen to them when I do cardio. Most of when I'm driving and when, like if I'm at work and I'm kind of working on something that doesn't need all my brain cells, then I kind of just like, you know, put my headphones in and kind of catch a podcast real quick. So. Yeah. It's good when you find, like, little five-minute ones, like, if I'm walking across campus or something, I can just stick one in and yeah. as I walk. You work for UWF, correct? I do, yeah. How long have you been? You graduated from UWF. I did, yeah. So, basically, I'm from Oxford, Alabama. Finished my undergraduate degree in 2012, and then I was like, ooh, where to next? And so, I decided to come here to the University of West Florida to get my master's, um, and I got you that go, girl. in College Student Affairs Administration. So, I finished that in 2014, and then I got a job um, in, like, July of 2014, so. Did they just love you so much they wanted to keep you? Is that how it works? Or? <laughs> Girl, I just don't know what it was. I applied for at least 50 jobs, like, across, you know, the South, because I can't live more than five hours from my mother, so I applied for, like, 50 jobs, mostly in housing, though, and I didn't have really much okay. any housing experience, so I think that was kind of my fault, but it could also have been, you know, God saying, all right, apply for something that you can do, and yeah. we'll make you stay right here, so. Yeah. Not knowing that I was going to need to be here in Pensacola, like, it worked out. So, I've been here, what, almost 12, 13, so almost So, is your, your mom still in Oxford, then? Yes. Okay. Like, I have no family here. Do you always see yourself wanting to work with college students? Oh, yeah, definitely. Where did that passion come from? Ooh. <laughs> Let's see. Um, so, in undergrad, I actually was an art major. Girl, I cannot draw. I cannot paint. <laughs> I just knew how to yeah, do design, so I was okay. like, okay, this makes sense. I'll do this, but I'm not going to do the math or the science, any of that. I had no interest in any of that, but once I got on campus, um, I was an orientation leader. I was a student recruitment team member, so I got to, like, show students tours, you know, the campus and yeah. get acclimated and stuff. Um, I was at McNair Scholar, so I did undergraduate research, um, so really just, like, delved into college and, like, took it all on. Ah, there's so much to do. I want to do it all. So really getting involved in college kind of made me say like, okay, I want to be able to help college students basically, you know, like do what I did while I was in college and kind of just How many activities were you in, involved in? Girl. Mm. Like way too many? Like <laughs> too were you many. in like, were you in like student government? Okay. Student government. Right. I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> I was freshman committee and I was some. Truthfully, it shouldn't surprise me. You're just, you're people driven, right? Like do, do you like just having a lot of events going? I guess you're I so do. friendly. I, I guess mean, that I'm like stereotyping you to be crazy, really though. people. Like I'm 48 extrovert and 52 introvert. Myers Briggs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. See, I don't read Myers Briggs. I don't know I what that means. Oh my goodness. I'm an Enneagram girl. Sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> what do you, do you say? You don't like it? I don't know her. Who is Enneagram? Oh, it's like. <laughs> No, it's not a she. It's a test. It's an, the Enneagram. Yeah. 
Okay. Oh, I wish she was the first. Cool. I have a ton of questions. Yeah, I'll have to send it to you. Have you fascinated? Do you know what that one is? Mm-mm. Okay. I love personality tests though, so send me that. Way. I took and I took the Myers Briggs, mm-hmm. and it was something like it. It definitely was. I was like more extroverted. Okay than introverted for sure but i did i cannot read you the numbers and yeah. everyone i think like really well, likes that, that i need yes. to get on insurance quest i don't need okay so i send me these because i don't know what they are <laughs> i've just been like on the enneagram main mainly okay but perfect yeah we'll have to do it exchange that. the personality yes. tests i, I love, love those them. things they're so good yeah it's been so helpful to actually get to know like some of the girls in my small group mm-hmm. That makes sense like why mm-hmm. you feel that way or yep. why you're walking through that mm-hmm. the way you are do you make them take it? I asked them. I don't make them. Yeah, I, I mean, I asked ask them to take it. I asked them to so take it, and they were, though. like, wanting to do it. And then we did all the Myers-Briggs, and I just, I just like, couldn't. I, I just, I don't. Well, I need to. Like, your small group. You should come. <laughs> so we would cool. love it. We would, we love, would it. love to just have you. So do you care if we go a little bit deep? Go, girl. Okay. <laughs> do you care if I um, ask you kind of about your story of yeah. how you, um, you kind of just walk through just some tough times dealing with breast cancer? Mm-hmm. We'll dive in. All right. <laughs> no. I don't know how, like, a graceful way to oh, enter no, that. I'm totally fine but... with it. I don't mind at all. I will tell a stranger at the store. Really? Hey, are yeah. you that open about oh, Like, yes. have you always been that open about it? Pretty much, yeah. Really? I mean, I think I was, what, diagnosed October 2014, and by, I think, November 20-something, I was putting it online. Oh, you my know, gosh. About, so wow, that is so brave. Pretty quickly, I was like, all right, you know, God gave you this. Like, let's rock and roll. So... You know, I don't want to hide it. You're not supposed to really hide your testimonies. You're supposed to, you know, really let it shine. I'm sure some people are like, you need to keep this hidden. But I'm like, no, why would I? You yeah. Know? So um, it was actually March of 2014. And I had like just got home from class and I like laid in the bed and I, I'm a stomach sleeper. <laughs> and so I felt something. I'm like, what is that? And so it's like a little lump. It felt like a little marble. Uh-huh. So I was like, okay, you know, that's nothing. Fast forward all the way to like September of 2014 and that's when I finally went to the doctor because it had gotten to like the size of almost like a plum yeah so I was like okay I need to go get this checked because it was just growing uncontrollably uh-huh. it would start like kind of itching I could kind of like feel some dimpling and stuff so yeah. it was kind of when it started I could feel it in my body that I was like okay I need to get this checked um so I asked actually my director from my university I was like hey you know who do you go to for a gynecologist actually didn't have one in the area because I only planned on staying in Pensacola for two years for my master's so I wasn't going to really you know, get all these doctors and stuff down here. Um, so I went to her gynecologist and he was like, oh, you're too young. You know, it's just a fibroadenoma, you know, no problem. So he sent me to a surgical oncologist who went in, removed it. And I was like, okay, perfect. We're good to go. My mom came down, my niece came down, we're at the beach hanging out and, um, you know, didn't think anything of it. They left Went back to the doctor the next week, and he walked in. So they had removed it and sent it off for a biopsy. Yes, okay. basically, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know that they were even doing that. You know, I didn't even know that that yeah. was protocol. I'm like, oh, they sent off. Cool. Thank God they did it. Because, yeah. um, you know, he walked in the room, and he was like, hey, um, I just want to let you know that um, we have bad news. He was like, we found out that you have breast cancer. And I'm like, what? There's no way to even really think about that uh-huh. right now. It's just like, okay. They walked in, they tell me that, and um, I kind of go blank and they actually walked out and like hey you know we're gonna go and um get some more reports and we'll be right back in so him and his nurse who i love to death she was so precious um but they come back in and they you know let me know that it is um triple negative breast cancer and it is um carcinosarcoma which is basically two types of cancer so wow. carcinoma is one and then sarcoma is another one so i think i 
heard a lot about sarcoma, but not really carcinoma. No. Uh-huh. Other one. Yeah. <laughs> you know, in the in the past. Um, so they tell me, um, you know, we'll give you a call. We'll start setting you up with some other doctors. You need a oncologist who can, you know, help you with other treatments. They said, we either want you to get a lumpectomy and just go ahead mm-hmm. and get the rest of the scar tissue and stuff removed so we can test that. Or we want you to either do a double mastectomy. And I'm just like, oh. <laughs> it's like overwhelming. <laughs> yeah, of course. I mean, I, I don't know. They gave me a pamphlet, you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Shove that no, down your they throat. They gave me a pamphlet yeah. and they gave me an article on the kind of cancer I had. So I'm like, okay, thanks. I appreciate that. And I asked him, I was like, you know, how many other people have you treated with this kind of cancer? And he said, one other lady. Oh, my gosh. In his 25 years of working, he treated one other lady with my type of cancer. So to this day, I still want to know, like, I wanted to ask, like, you know, is she alive? Did she make it? But I never did ask because I didn't want to know. Yeah. I mean, you know, why would you? Especially, like, not at the time. Exactly. I wouldn't even ask that. Um, So fast forward, um, I go outside. I call my mom. I'm boohooing. I think she was pretty So you went to that appointment by yourself? Yes. Because I just thought it was one for a checkup. Yeah. You know? Oh, my gosh. Who knew what he was going to come in there and tell me? What did you do from there? Like, I mean. After that, I went back to campus because I had an event that night. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I don't know. I, you were so strong. I, I don't even went, know how. I would. Yes. I went to campus. I don't even know what what I would do. I saw my supervisor and I went in there and told her. He was the first person I told. And I'm just in her arms. And we both actually had an event. So she was putting her makeup on. And next thing you know, of course, we makeup was gone. Cried all yeah. that off. Um, then my roommate came over to see me. Um, you know, we kind of talked about it for a while. And within an hour, we were at the event. You know. I mean, oh, wow. The students were getting awards. I couldn't miss that. So. We were able to kind of go right on over and enjoy that. Um, I had an apartment by myself at the time. So once I got home, oof, (laughs) crazy. I just kind of went to, I had this spot in my house actually that I had made that week. And I went to that spot in my, um, in the little corner and I had my little journal there. And basically I just started journaling again. And it was crazy because I had just started journaling that Monday. That is weird. And I was diagnosed that Wednesday. So I literally had these two like sayings in my journal that was like perfect for what was leading up to Wednesday. Wow. So I was like, really God? Like that's amazing. Yeah. Um, and so. After- and look at you saying that's amazing because that's, it's devastating. You're 24 years old. But still the fact that he set me up for it, you know, and kind of just like gave oh. me the words beforehand. Yeah. Like blew my mind. I think it was like perfect to be able to just watch him show up through like the whole experience. I think that was like the most beautiful part. It was like one of my first Sundays that mm-hmm. I was at Downtown Liberty and mm-hmm. they showed your um your testimony, mm-hmm. the video of your testimony and you were reading your journal yeah. right when you had found out you had cancer mm-hmm. and it was all motivational like Lord God, I'm grateful yes. for the it was like I so need to be the best it was fighter incre- in the ring like prepare me like I'm ready. I do not know how you did that because I feel like how I am that mm-hmm. I would just want to be so angry with God and just be that like how could you do this mm-hmm. and it felt like and I'm sure you may have had that I'm sure yeah, you wrestled course, with that yeah. but the fact that you did just come out like swinging like <laughs> literally like okay let's go let's I mean go. oh my gosh that I mean, is that's of amazing you had, I mean those nights were crazy I think um I, you know I started having friends that would come over and just like sleep on the couch and stuff yes that was kind of scary to be, you know, in my house by oh, myself, yeah. like all the thoughts going through my sure. head. I don't think I slept much at all, you know, for a good couple of, yeah. couple of days. Um, but then it just kind of helped to have people. I think I even had people like on standby for 3 a.m. phone calls. <laughs> Absolutely. As you yeah, should. one of my best friend's moms, I would like call her and like talk to her like 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning. You know, she'd be up already yeah. getting prepared for the day. <laughs> so I was like, 
I just needed anybody and everybody. Oh, bless those people who can get up that early. (laughs) Yeah. Anything to keep my mind going and kind of just keep it off because I'm just like, ugh. Scary thoughts came through my head for sure. Yeah. Cancer. Oh. It's young. So you find out and then when do you Mm -hmm. start chemo? So I actually ended up having to come back for a quick test to see that I was triple negative, Mm -hmm. which means basically chemo won't work. Tamoxifen and all those other kind of like pills that you can take for five years. None of those will work either. You know, you're triple negative. So none of your hormones like this has nothing to do with your hormones, basically. Yeah. I don't know. So um, what happens is I have to go in for a double mastectomy. They're like, we just need to take both of them. So they did that immediately. Girl, they literally called me on November 5th and said, hey, come in for a quick appointment. November 6th, we're in surgery. Are you serious? Less than 24 hours, and I'm losing my buddies. (laughs) That's not even, like, time for you to process that. Who are you telling? The fact that he, like, walked in, I had my mom, my mom had snuck down to Pensacola to be with me, um, and I had a f- another um, awesome lady, Patrice, who I love dearly, and then um, Erica was there as well. So the three of us sitting there, and he walks in and tells me that, and then he's like, I'm going to give you a minute, you know, to think about it, figure out what you want to do. He walks back out, and I just lay on the table, and I'm just a, a wreck. And, yeah. You know, they just get up and just start praying, and, you know, it's like, all right, like, this is what we have to do. Like, if the doctor say we need to go ahead and get both of them out, then we just need to do it, and you know, kind of proceed with uh-huh. the, the journey. And so, um, November 6th, I think at 1 p.m. was my appointment. So yeah. I couldn't eat all day. Oh, yeah. That, <laughs> that was like food. Mm-hmm. Um, my family from Birmingham came up as well. So we get there and they're there. And I'm just like, wow. And we had a waiting, for, waiting room full of people. It was crazy. Pastor Patrick was there. Rachel Wheeler was there. Because mm-hmm. I was at North Campus at the time. So it was good to have everybody there to pray and send me off. I think I was in surgery for... Almost four or five hours. That is a big surgery. I had no clue. I mean, I think I literally went back at like two and I wasn't out till like almost five thirty, six o'clock. Yeah. Like once I got to my room, everybody was, you know, there. And then my coworkers were there. And I'm like, why y'all not at work? And they're like, it's late. I'm like, ugh, the pain was ridiculous. So, so how did crazy. they proceed with treatment after that? Um, so after the double mastectomy, which I had on November 7th, I went back in for, I think, maybe two or three checkups because I had, like, tubes and staples and uh-huh. all that that they needed to remove. And then they said, okay, you need to do chemo. And I'm like, ugh, fine. My doctor said that I need to do 16 rounds. Uh-huh. And I was like, hold on. So what I did was I called Woodlands uh-huh. and asked Woodlands for a second opinion. That guy told me I just needed to take uh, pills for five years and not be good. So you could only imagine, like, I'm yeah. like, hold on. Like, how did you, how did we go right. from 16 to, like, five-year pill? Like, wait. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, no, my heart leaned towards, okay, go back to the other person, you know, be okay with that. And actually, before this all even started, I called um, America Cancer Treatment Centers of sure. America. Yeah. And I got the insurance approved and everything. Like, yeah. I had already planned, okay, moving back home. I'm going to go to Atlanta, do treatments and all yeah. that because it's an hour away from home. Sure. But, no, like, God, like, nope. He gave me such peace when I went to Zager Heart. And he's just like, nope, you're good. They got you. So ended up doing 16 chemo treatments. I actually had 12 of them were weekly. So every okay. Thursday I would go. So I did 12 weekly. And then um, when they start getting to the more rough ones, which they call the Red Devil. Um, I didn't even know they had a name for it. Exactly. Yeah. Just that one, though. It's called the Red Devil. It's Andrew Mycise. It started with an A. Yeah. So that one they made me do every three weeks for four times. So that kind of you know, expanded me out for a yeah. couple couple months. Um, so I did those treatments. Basically, I started 
in January. January 15th was my first treatment. January 15th of 2015. So at least I got to enjoy my Thanksgiving and I enjoyed my Christmas break and kind of just healed from mastectomy. And then in January is when I started chemo. How were you holding up emotionally at that point? I think I would hit the low points when I would like leave doctor's appointments and they would like, I feel like they just kept telling me bad stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, hold on. Like I thought we were doing good. And then, you know, to hear, boom, you're triple negative. And then, oh, boom, you know, you're BRCA2 positive, which means, oh, you could actually develop ovarian cancer. Yeah. So you need to either hurry up and have kids or you need to go and get your eggs fruits Uh or, you know, by 35, like they're out. Like you, you have no other choice basically. So I think it was kind of those blows and kind of hearing the doctors kind of come back with, you know, negative stuff would really hurt. But then Uh of course to have my community just kind of pushing me back up, you know, if I didn't have them. That's awesome. That's so good that you you did have that group. Oh yeah. That's beautiful. My final chemo treatment, I had it 17 people there. 17? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, so the other thing that I learned is that you had been throwing these parties all along the way for, mm-hmm. like, any successes that you had. Yes. <laughs> so, like, tell me about that. That uh, is, like, I thought that was so cool. Oh, I saw the so pictures. Fun. Yeah, so we would do, like, a halfway party. We did a final party. Oh, my goodness. We did, like, a social media takeover <laughs> for the final one. It was, I would, okay, so I would call my chemo sessions Chloe. Because basically Chloe Kardashian, who I love. Oh my gosh, <laughs> like, I love it. Yeah, so she's so feisty. And so I knew chemo was going to be feisty. <laughs> so, so I named my um, chemotherapy treatments Chloe. So it was Chloe and Kia. So that was the hashtag I would use. I love Chloe it. And Kia. Um, and so I would just basically halfway through we were celebrating when I finished the 12 Taxol Snipple sessions we celebrated. When my hair fell out and I was bald, we celebrated. Seriously? Oh, you yeah. celebrated that? Yeah, I mean, literally, me, my cousin. When I say this, I'm not yes. saying that, you know, bald is beautiful. I love oh, that, girl. you know, but I'm saying, do you, people are, some people, they do not handle that well. And I so mean, I actually have weave You were unique. <laughs> <laughs> and so the weave was holding me on really well. Um, I'm trying to think. I, no, I love that. I love that you were taking all yeah. of these, that you were taking all of these things that are scary mm-hmm. and just, you know. I never wore a wig. I don't know. My ball was, I, I, I enjoyed it. I think I, the night I got it cut off, it was like 2 a.m. and I'm in my cousin's shop. And <laughs> she's in there cutting my hair off. And, you know, after it was all bald, I'm like, yeah. Oh. And I thought I was going to cry. I was like, girl, stop. Like, this is cool. So, oh my gosh. <laughs> you you are one in a million. I love it. <laughs> it was so cool. Oh, it wow. was good. I mean, I can't complain. You see how much hair I have on my head now. I'm like, <laughs> God said, double for your trouble. Real quick. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> it. Gave me plenty of back. Oh, so, what a blessing! Yeah, I'm excited. It's good. Oh, so you had a celebration for that? What else did you celebrate? Oh my goodness! I mean, I had to go through 16 chemotherapy treatments. I know we had at least four radiation. parties okay. during chemo. Okay. So then, next up came radiation. Mm-hmm. Um, radiation was daily, so basically all month because it was supposed yeah. to be 30 treatments. So you would go every day. Um, Could you even work during that time? Were you working during? This? Yeah. So during chemo, I would. Basically, I would have chemo on Thursdays, and then I would just take off Fridays yeah. and go back Monday and be mm-hmm. good for those first 12 weeks. But then once we got to the Red Devil chemo, yeah, that's when I would basically not be good to go back to, like, Wednesday, maybe. Yeah. So I'd be out from, like, Thursday through Wednesday. So almost kind of a week. I think about four or five days. Yeah. I just have to try to make myself get up and go take, you know, small walks, like 10-minute walks. Just yeah. to kind of get my energy going and... Baked potatoes were bay. <laughs> like I just needed something nice and bland. Yeah. Because um, it does, doesn't it take away some of your taste? Oh my goodness. Makes you just yes. They gave me like magic mouthwash to help with uh, that. Oh yeah. But my tongue was black. I couldn't taste 
much. Um, I started taking everything. I did turmeric, spirulina. I was doing flaxseed, chia seeds, green immunity, like greens. Okay. And you know they have greens, but they have an immunity blend. So I mean, I was just taking everything and anything. Prune juice, because they actually my chemo nurse told me that on my very first chemo. She's like, after you have this chemo treatment, go home. Warm up four ounces of prune juice and drink it. And it just basically helps clear all that stuff out of you. Wow. you're taking, like, so much medicine, nausea-wise, before you start the chemo. Like, yeah. I think chemo sessions, I would get there, like, eight. And I'd be there to, like, one or two. So, I mean, you're doing, like, almost an hour of just nausea medicine before you even start the chemo. Mm-hmm. So. I can't even I imagine. Know. They gave me some good advice. It was awesome. That I think I met at least 40 or 50 people just on Instagram. Oh, wow. <laughs> Who yeah. gave me just as much advice. And we still follow each other now. That's and we awesome. still follow each other's journeys. And I still talk to some of them, you know, like just on Instagram Messenger. So, I mean, it's awesome. And you it's mentioned amazing. before that, like, as soon as you found out, you started putting it online. Like, mm-hmm. did that just, that just came natural to you to it share did. it? Yeah. I mean, literally, I, it, I just wrote out a nice little basically post just telling people like please go get checked like yeah you just never know you know what's going on in your body if you don't go get checked and I think it was the most beautiful part was just having people calling me and saying like hey I just left the doctor and everything's good I'm like yay so just being able to kind of like celebrate with my friends like yeah they instantly people were going to the doctor you know to get checked because they're like hold on he is 24 like yeah. Anything could happen to me. So even to this day, I just saw one of my friends was like, hey, I have a fibroadenoma and I'm going to go get it out. And I'm like, yay. So uh-huh. random people will still just kind of reach out to me and let me know that kind of stuff. And I just think it's a blessing, you know, that I went through that and I can easily help somebody else get through something. Or, you know, if anybody needs to go to the doctor, let me know. I'll go with you. Like, I feel like I'm like a, a doctor guru now. <laughs> and I will research the heck out of anything. <laughs> yeah. So I think it's really fun no, and I- good. How did it feel when people started approaching you, like, asking for your, like, your story? When you, like, had, you know, wear TV and other, like, other people just being like, hey, we want you on the cover of this or we want you. <laughs> like, I mean, did that come naturally to you, too? Or was that more of like, uh, I don't know. Like, that, that. I'm trying to think. I think my first. Okay, so I actually reached out to American Cancer Society, I think, even before I started my chemo treatment. Okay. So I knew that I was like, okay. Like, if you're about to go through this, we're, we're going we're going big. Yep. So I wanted to be doing anything that I could. So I joined yeah. the American Cancer Society, and I was just kind of um, helping, like, on their board. But then they were like, hey, we need you for a magazine. I'm like, okay, cool. So the guy came out to campus, took my photo, and then, like, a week later, the editor calls me and says, hey, we end up actually wanting to use it for the cover. And I'm like, ah! That is awesome. <laughs> ah! Like, okay. So, yeah, single cover, that was cool. Actually, one of the ladies did call and got my story that way. I think it all came naturally. Like, I can't think of any way of me just saying, like, no, I don't want to. I think it was easier to do the newspapers and the Uh magazines than it was to do the on-air you, you looked know, great on air, though. Like, that, seriously. That scares me there. You looked amazing. They kept saying that you were the girl with the smile who's just, like, going through chemo. When was that one? I, it was one for, it was where you were you were wearing black and you were, like, at kind of a, like, a oh, dinner yeah, party event. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it Sue Strong? I think so. Yeah. It was just, truthfully, you, did, you didn't even look like you were going through cancer. It was just beside your bald head. Mm-hmm. It was like you were just... Yeah. Larger than life, you know, with your I was never covering that head it. up. I was like, yes, I loved it. It was good. Then I had my numbers. So I basically celebrated almost every chemo session by making numbers. Yeah. And then I would write she's got these, messages. Yeah, she's got these pink <laughs> numbers that are bejeweled with all these yes. beautiful jewels. <laughs> did, you said you did that with all of your chemo mm-hmm. sessions. Yeah, every session I would do that and just kind of write a little message to myself on the back. Like, all right, girl, let's get it. 
Number seven, number 10, here we go. You're amazing. (laughs) Like literally you are point blank amazing. I just love it. So once you finished radiation, what happened? 29 sessions of radiation. I could not take it anymore. Like my skin was peeling off my body. Uh It was so bad. I was, it burned so bad. So um, what I ended up doing is going into my 29th radiation session. I went ahead and went to the back. They basically have these stickers on you and they just line you up, lay you on the machine. You're there mm-hmm. five minutes. It's nothing. Okay. Not bad at all. I asked my nurse and my doctor. I was like, hey, I gotta talk to y'all. Can y'all please look at my skin? Like, it hurts. And they look at it and they're like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> what did we do? He was like, "You're the, this is the worst burn I've ever seen. I'm like, oh, no. really, doctor? Like, really? You're gonna tell me that? So he, I asked him, can I go to, to the hospital? I was sure. like, can I go to the hospital? Just because when you're a kid, that's what's supposed to make you feel better. Going to the hospital. So yeah, like, and your skin is burning. Like you need, yeah. you need help. I didn't know. Like I was like, I don't even know what to do. They gave me creams. They gave me strong medicine to yeah. try to help, but nothing was helping. So I ended up going to the hospital, and I stayed there about ten days. Best pizza ever <laughs> <laughs> from the hospital, girl. Like Are you serious? <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> Are you like ordering takeout from them now? Like say good hike or whatever. I wish. Like? <laughs> no lie, I'm trying to really? figure out how I can get back in there. I'm trying to be like on the patient. <laughs> Bored, so I can like. <laughs> something. Oh my gosh! I'm figured out though. Um. So yeah, they would bring me milk in the middle of the night. Oh, and it was so good. But basically, while I was there, they had a burn unit come in and they mm-hmm. would just change my bandages like two or three times a day, and they, you know, put these creams on me. And when I tell you, like within three days, like it was already like starting to like um, heal over. It blew my mind. They were like, "Wow!" <laughs> like Did you regret doctors. not going sooner. <sighs> I mean, yeah. It's the only reason that he made me do radiation was because my, um, the lump had gotten above 4.5 centimeters. Mm-hmm. And so when it's that big, they said we have to, yeah. you know, do radiation because you just never know what other radical free cells could have floated anywhere sure. else. So I was okay with having to, you know, go into radiation because I knew that it was just going to help make sure that the cancer was gone and stayed gone. Um, so once I finished up with those 10 days, I was able to kind of just go home and kind of finish doing everything on my own and making sure I was all bandaged up and two of my sorority sisters came down yeah. and stuff. So they were able to help out. So that's good. It was awesome. Um, so then after being that burned, they were like, okay, we still need to make sure that you like close up though, because yeah. with your immune system being shot from chemo and then, you know, now from radiation, we just want to make sure we get you as healed as possible. So what they did was sign me up for hyperbaric chamber treatments. So I don't know if you've heard of I those. I have not, no. Usually if a basketball player or athlete like hurts their leg, uh-huh. they'll put him in here and then, you know, he'll kind of just heal up quicker because like okay. the oxygen in your body kind of just, it's more healthy and it kind of, I guess, recycles it or something like that. Sign me up to do 30 hyperbaric chamber treatments okay. and basically I would lay in this tube, almost like an MRI tube, but wow. at least had like a clear coating on it. So I would lay in that for two hours every day. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and watch I am claustrophobic. Oh my gosh. Yes. That is awesome. That so, yeah. so they would give me my remote and I could, well, they, you know, ask like, what do you want to watch today? And I'm like, Law and Order. So I watched two episodes of Law and Order. Get you through. I would be knocked out of sleep most of the time. You basically had to have on like all cotton and it had to all be white. Oh, and- wow. That's <laughs> yeah. oddly specific. Cr- it was crazy. But I mean, I think they said it was like flammable or something. So it was just really scary. Like you couldn't have nail polish on and. No jewelry. Ugh, it seems like just... future world stuff laying in a clear <sighs> tube in white watching Law and Order. Like, yes. 
like, what, is, what universe yeah. are you on? So I did that for 30 days and then they reassessed and they said, okay, you need a couple more. So I did 10 more after that. And so after the 40 hyperbaric chamber treatments, I was officially done. 85 treatments. Wow. I was all done. So basically, that is a lot of treatments. So like, let's, let's go, let's think about that for 85. a second. 85. I mean, wow. So, so you were officially done. Yeah. So, and that was 2000 and, were you, is this 2015 still when this, when your kids are free? Is this more, is this Yeah, 2000, it was 2015. 2015. So basically I went from January 15th was the first yeah. chemo and then December 4th is when I finished the last hyperbaric chamber treatment of 2015. When so literally we, January through December. You know, I'm sure you had a party, oh my right? Goodness, <laughs> how, how did you do that party? I don't even remember that party. I feel like I celebrated every day yeah. so I cannot even remember exactly what i did i know we did something oh yeah my goodness. come on how do you feel though when you when they just said you know you're cancer free my kia i was just like whoa like go god <laughs> really i mean what else could you do it's just like you took me through all the i really was kind of just questioning you know why all this and it wasn't for like a bad reason it's not like god why would you do this to me it was kind of like all right god you did this yeah. and you showed out you have showed your amazing just just your awesomeness so like I just need to know what I need to do to make sure that I just continue to like spread this amazing glory brought out of this journey yeah that was really how I was feeling I mean I was excited I was overjoyed I was just ecstatic I was excited to be alive I mean it was just it was a beautiful journey it really was I'm blessed to have lived it for sure you were such a witness of just him working miracles and exactly. him just being like the great God yes. he is. Like, I, I seriously do. Like, you rep him so well. Hey. You do. You're so, so bold. And so it's just like fearless. Like, seriously. I'm being serious. But that's the crazy part. I literally, like, all through college, like, after I was, like, you know, really involved in, like, small groups and in the church uh-huh. and stuff. I'm like, God, I want to be bold. Like, what can you do to make me bold? That was like your specific prayer, prayer to yeah. be bold. That was my prayer. I always wanted to be bold. Well, he answered that first. <laughs> Bebe, did he not? <laughs> you are so bold. That are was you? my prayer, literally, that just is to amazing. be bold. But, you know, when you think of bold, you're like, ooh, that person who's just out there on the street corner. And, you know, they can just be bold and tell all this kind of stuff. But, you know, he was able to kind of make me bold in my own kind of way. Yeah. And, I and that's what's that. amazing. He said, like, it's, it's, <laughs> it, it is like our own unique yes. way. And it's like, you definitely, you shine, like you shine in this community. I'm sure you've touched, you've touched people that you don't even know. Are that's you kidding? Scary me? Part. <laughs> I'm like, wow. God showed up. you are a close friend of mine, then you absolutely know one of the staples in my wardrobe, and that is my gold earrings that I wear pretty much on a daily basis. So I'm going to share with you the inside scoop of where I got these beautiful things. They are from Quinn Sharp Jewelry Designs. They are a handmade creation by a military wife, my friend Quinn Sharp. Guys, the ones that I wear every day are the teardrop hoops with copper infused crystal. And if you love them as much as I love them, then you need to go over to her website, Quinn Sharp Jewelry Designs. Each piece is handmade and completely inspired by the ocean and elements of nature. Hello, Pensacola people. This is exactly what you need in your wardrobe right now off her entire website you can use the code still with you that's in all caps and she's gonna treat you guys you will get 20% off your entire purchase so please use the code still with you again that's in all caps you need these copper infused crystal earrings in your life please go support this military wife 
You guys know how I have a love for empowering military wives. So again, go over and check them out one more time because this is the first ad on the Still With You podcast. That's Still With You for your code for 20% off of Quinn Sharp Jewelry Designs. This offer is valid until March 10th. Okay, back to the show. Okay, so I've got some other topics for you. Perfect. Boxing. Oh my goodness. I okay. <laughs> like, let's just talk about it. So on Instagram, yes. um, my Kia will always like post like what she's doing workout wise on pretty much a, almost daily. You are almost posting daily, and so it is always such a kick in my butt for me to get to go. Yay. Like I like I'm like okay, I need to go work out too. <laughs> but like boxing specifically, how'd you get into that? Okay, so I went with Deidre, who she's a Liberty North campuser. <laughs> Yeah, she's friends with Tiffany Chin. Yes, yes, correct. Yes, yeah. I know who she is. She was actually my first small group leader for Liberty. Cool. So, yeah, right. so awesome. I went with yeah, Deidre because she um, is a part of Title Fit Boxing. Went to the free session. I was like, oh my goodness, this is amazing. <laughs> so um, Groupon, which I love Groupon, they yeah. had a special where you could get six sessions for $40. So I'm like, boom, sign wow. me up. <laughs> so I did it for the six um, sessions. And then Title had something where it was 90 bucks for six sessions so basically i just did those 12 sessions you know for those like a couple of like 150 ish dollars because i was like okay had you always wanted to box well i had actually boxed maybe during grad school we actually had boxing on campus all right so you've done it i would go yeah i would go during the semester like maybe once or twice a week that's how i knew that i loved boxing and i wanted to get back into it so, it was enjoyable. I did those good 12 weeks. I mean, it was like an hour and 45 minutes of just... <sighs> and then now where do you go? Do you just go to the gym? Yes. Okay. So basically I did boxing for about two months and then I went to burn boot camp. Okay. They had that. They had just opened and they had a free 30 days. So mm-hmm. I did that. Oh, fun. And then they had a 30 days for $30. So I signed up for that. Yeah. <laughs> Go girl. I am like a bargain workout <laughs> shopper. <laughs> Any bargain that I can find on a good workout, I'm there. I get bored easily. Okay. And so that's why I have to kind of keep switching it up. Hey, so, that's a healthy habit. Like, I legit. Mean, like, if you're going to so invest yeah. your money, you're investing it in something exactly. very worthwhile, which yeah. is, you know, your so body. You a little bit, then I was done with that, then I went to burn boot camp for a little bit, and then I was done with that. And so now I'm on campus. I mean, we have um, short circuits from like 12 15, okay. 12 45. And so I'll go do like short circuits um, with one of the trainers there on campus. What else do they have? Butts and guts. They have that. Okay. So they just have all kinds of different workout sessions on campus. And then one of my good friends, Brittany, we go on Saturdays and do like a two hour just weightlifting finanza oh at UWS Gym. So just kind of doing it on my own now, just kind of having fun and doing it for free because I mean, I enjoy it. So it's not like I need a kicking the butt from boxing or burn right now i can kind of just keep flowing with what they brought into me i'm doing yoga now too on Tuesdays oh and are Thursdays. you doing yoga cool i love yoga girl let me just tell you <laughs> last week i'm in yoga class and the last four minutes is when you go into corpse mode and you can yeah. you know really rest yep why did i fall asleep within that four minutes i was snoring whole dream that me dory and nemo were saving 16 fish out of a hole <laughs> within four minutes oh, oh. I don't know what happened. I don't know. Like you One of my mentors goes with me and she's like, you're snoring. How did you have such a detailed dream in four minutes? Four minutes? I don't know. I get where I can like kind of fall asleep, but it's like I can kind of jolt awake pretty yes. much. I don't dream that, but I, I always feel for some reason when I'm done, like I feel like I'm spinning around in the room. It just That's um, a weird thing, yeah. but it, it is true. It's very relaxing though. Yeah, it is. It's like the time. only exercise where you get to take a nap when you're exactly. done. Exactly. Have you done hot yoga? No. Downtown hot yoga. Fridays, Do you go to $5. breathe? Is it behind the brewery? 
Yeah, is that yes. where you go? Yep. Okay, cool. I've been wanting to go breathe. It's like they've got their diffusers yeah. going. It's nice and blue. And oh my goodness, it's beautiful. Yeah, it, it is, is beautiful. It's a really... That hot yoga, though, gets hot. They, like, crank up the heaters. To, like, yeah. 85, 90. Do you lose heat. your grip? Because I feel like I'd lose my grip. No, mm-mm, not bad. I get to, pretty, I'm a big solid. sweater, though. Like, I sweat a lot when I work out, I so I'm... Too, but no, it's fine. It's good. I'm going to try it then. Tell me when you're going. We'll do it. Okay, the other one topic that I have to talk to you about, because I saw it on your Instagram again, Uh-oh. Tasha Cobbs Leonard. <gasps> okay, <laughs> how long have you... Are, are, okay, are you... How like how big of a fan are you? I need to know, like, background. Because I'm a new, ba- new fan. No, I'm definitely back... I've been rocking with Tasha since... Back to her purple album. I don't even know what that one was called. The one Fort where she's Glory in the, or... uh, like, the kind of the overall piece yes, suit thing. One. Yeah, so I've been back there with her. <laughs> okay, so you've been way so longer with Tasha. Three albums back. Cool. I guess almost kind of like when she came out. Been with her definitely for at least four or five years. Okay. More. I've been for about she's a month. Amazing. I heard about her on a podcast and someone was like, you've got to listen to Heart, Passion, Pursuit. Oh, yeah. That and was I was, I listened to it and mm-hmm. I was like, this is so good. Yes. And then somebody else brought her up, and I think it was Bianca Oldhoff mm-hmm. at the If Gathering. She was like, "You, if you don't know who Tasha is, shame." And I was like, "I was oh, like, okay, shame. like I know who she is." And so the other day, I actually went online and I was like, "If I can find tickets, like McKee and I are going." Yeah. But she's just at all of these like festivals right yeah. now, and it's nowhere near us. And I just want her to have a solo tour. She actually had one. She she was in Birmingham about three or four months ago. No, she was in Mobile. She was in Mobile. A couple months ago? It had to be about January. I think in January or December. Yeah. I'm like kicking she myself. Was in Mobile. Are you serious? Super close, yeah. We, okay, next time she comes, like, no, like, we, I'm we will going. Find Tasha. Tasha! I am it's serious, one of, like, one of the such songs a fan. That she does, and it's, she literally lets out Tasha! And so, yeah. I always use that. <laughs> she, I was listening to her today, and I love the song Put a Praise on It. And she yes. was like, Tasha, put a praise on it. Like, throw your name out in the air. And I was like, oh my so gosh, good. I love it. Yeah. yeah right really now, good. I love her song, Your Spirit. Like, mm-hmm. um, you know, sing your spirit, God. Yes. You know that one? And the girl yes. who sings with her, her name is um, Kira Sheard. Kira Sheard, yep. Yeah, are you oh a fan of goodness. hers, too? Yes, she's amazing, too. She did a good rendition of Indescribable. Oh, I need to check that out, then. Ooh, it's so good. You have to listen to I it. I will, I yes. will. Well, I was listening to the, <laughs> I was listening to the music video of them doing that, and I just want to be Ooh. one of the people in the choir. Like, I just want to watch them perform. For your glory, that song right there, like, we sung that um, back when I was in gospel choir with in my undergrad days, For uh-huh. Your Glory. Like, we would literally be sitting there singing about... You were in choir, too? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's awesome. Sing about two good hours of For Your Glory the whole time. <laughs> that's so, amazing. Yes. So, that's basically when I got on Tasha. So just when you think she's about to finish a song, she's not Pick done. Right I'm back up. Love it. But I mean, it's no worse than the one. So, of course, you've heard the new album from Elevation. Have you heard the one where she does Do It Again? Yeah. And that one is. Yes, they have. It's yeah, Travis I've heard Green, that. But yeah. then you get to the end and then Kira Sheard comes. <laughs> well, and. <laughs> I'm like, whoa. So. I know. Yeah. It's, she literally, so she's good. amazing. Who else do you listen to? I'm a music fanatic, so I'm always wanting to know who people. Real? I mean. I love music. I am definitely. Holland is a new one for me. Really? Yes. I saw her when she came with Ooh. Sadie Robertson at the at Marcus Point. Are you serious right now? Yes, she was so good. She literally so good. I actually I met her too backstage. Ooh. Like she was like wearing like kind of these like loose mm-hmm. pajama pants. So I was just like she, I was like, can I get it? She's like, oh yeah, of course. Like oh so so friendly. So yeah, Holland is definitely. I can tell. She she definitely looks like somebody that would be like that. Um, another in Torn Wells, Hills in the Valley's guy. Of definitely. course, he has that one. Yeah. I mean, I think yeah. his album, he had about seven songs, but it is a really good album. 
and he'll actually be here in April. Coming for the night of Christmas. worship. Yeah, night of worship. Like, <gasps> yeah. I think Kim Walker Smith's coming to that too. And I yes. am a big fan of hers too. Yeah, yeah. So of course I do love. I'm a Carrie Joe fan. Been Carrie rocking with Carrie. Since. Have you? Did you say you met her? Did yeah, you? I met her. Where did you meet her at? She was in my hometown singing, and I stood outside of her tour bus <laughs> waiting for her. <laughs> For yeah. how long? Like we probably waited for maybe twenty or thirty minutes. Did you after the concert? After you the just concert, spend it? yep. Yeah, that's how I kind yeah. of. I didn't didn't. Well, I didn't really. She didn't like to be like, oh, like hi, Cole. It was like she did like a whole group thing yeah. of like. But I mean, I took a photo. You got a photo too. I didn't get a photo. Get I got a, a video okay. with okay. her of her gotcha. of her, which is like I don't really know if I consider that meeting. I just like kind of like got to stand oh, closer. Like, but if on. you got a photo, that is awesome. That is so Picture cool and everything. And I told her I was going to bring her some cheeses because she loves cheeses. I did not and know this. <laughs> I didn't know her Twitter. I was following her on Twitter all day. And so I saw that she loved Jesus. And I was going to bring her some, but I didn't. Oh, that's awesome. I, I bet was, she loved yeah. you. That's so cool. It was fun. She was she was so sweet. Is there anybody else I like? I mean, of course, she loved your, your normal Hill songs. Yeah. Elevation, worship. I'm like all about them right now. That's so cool that you met Carrie Jo. Now I'm just like, I'm so jealous. I love her so, so much. Sweet. I'm like, I'm borderline voice. obsessed. Like, really. So about her voice, Chris and I always have this thing where we're like, can you imagine, like, her getting in an argument with anyone? No. Like, how would she, she would be, like, be like, like, I'm so angry. I can't believe you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so angry right now. Like, you just, I'm just, just gonna just, for you. I, <laughs> But you know she's human. You know she's exactly. got it probably. But in my head, I'm like, I just can't even. Yeah. I wish she'd just, like, do a... Uh, she needs to... First of all, she needs to write a book. Second of all, just, like, she needs to do something where it's just an album of that her speaking. Good. It's one thing that she has, like, on YouTube. And it's, like, she's at, like, a worship conference or something. And it's a guy... Um, when the music starts to fade, and yeah, not, oh, all that strips away. Yeah. Oh my goodness! Like she just talks in the very beginning of it, and I probably only listen to the YouTube recording <laughs> just to hear her talk because I'm like, <gasps> I know she's so good. She's so good. So oh you, so you went on a mission trip last year. Yes. Are you going again this year? I am not. No, girl, no. I, I would know. support you. <laughs> so it was actually my very first mission trip. Like I always said, like I want to go on a mission trip. I just don't know where I'm supposed to go. And so when Heather Slane was like, you want to go to Guatemala? I'm like, all right, Heather Slane, you want to go to Guatemala? <laughs> yeah. It was so perfect. I mean, just being, you know, like away from your everyday comfort. Wow. <laughs> um, I got there and I met this beautiful little girl. And so, um, you know, I have a little girl down in Guatemala. So Aww. I'm excited to sponsor her and, you know, just be able to help her family and reach out to her. Um, it was, it was definitely life-changing. I almost died one time. Uh, what? <laughs> so we were riding these trucks up into the mountains. We're standing on the back of pickup trucks, holding on to a rail. Like oh we're standing up in the back, gosh. riding okay. up mountains. That's already as a disaster oh, written all over it. Like, it was fun when it was, like, calm. But when we were going up this hill, it, oh my goodness. Like, my life flashed before my eyes. If you get on my Instagram and you scroll down, you will see it. I'm, <laughs> I'm on the ground, on my knees, mouth wide open, like, God, I'm not ready. <laughs> oh my gosh! It was no. Oh it was crazy, but it was it was a great trip altogether. I mean, I went with amazing people. Yeah. from Liberty, so it was the perfect first mission trip. Definitely, that was your first mission trip. It was trip. my first one. Yeah, there's something so sweet about like your I know, first mission trip. Your very trip. first one. Don't yeah. sign me up for um, anything that's more than 14 hours in the air. Can't do that. Nope. Was it 14 hours? No, this is three. <laughs> Oh, okay. I was like, this you were like, four, I, okay, I thought you were like more than 14 no, hours. I was like, did you go for 14 hours? No. Where is this? The far one that everybody It's the Philippines? To? Philippines, yes. 
Yeah. Like God God is amazing to give them the strength uh-huh. to do that. that it, there's no way. Chris had to do 12 hours for oh Romania. Goodness. And I was like, I don't know how you did that. Uh, don't sign me up. No. Nope. The longest I've ever been on, I think, is a three-hour one, too. I went to Costa Rica. Okay. Um, uh, The year after I graduated high school. That's the only mission trip I've been on. Mm-hmm. But I'm telling you, like, I think about it every day. Oh, my goodness. Oh and my I'm sure goodness. you do. Don't, don't you just have, like, yeah, Guatemala just, just, yeah, lays on your heart. I bought always. a um, purse while I was there, and I still carry, carry that purse just as a reminder. And then yeah. in my room, my bathroom, I have, like, the Guatemala cross-up. You know, just to yeah. kind of remember it and kind of keep it fresh in my head, like. Do you think you'll be back to Guatemala, or do you think you'll go somewhere else? Somewhere oh. under 14 hours? <laughs> I'll probably do Guatemala again. Okay. Yeah. I think Haiti is an... Uh, oh, one that yeah. I would like to do as well, though. Definitely go back to Guatemala and then Haiti, possibly. This year, actually, during the Guatemala time, there's a conference in Tampa that I'm going to. Okay. So I'm going to go do that, and Priscilla Shower will be there. Oh, yes. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, she is amazing. <laughs> yes, I've she never seen so Priscilla, good. so I'm excited to see her, because I didn't go to Passion this year. And Talk about another Passion. voice. She's oh. got another great voice. Oh, my goodness. She's amazing. And then um, Sarah Jakes, the one I was just showing yeah. you, she'll be there as well. Cool. And then Beth Moore and... Oh, no, that's a great... Kidding. No, oh. she won't. Just kidding. Oh, okay. Lisa Harper. Well, still... Oh, still... That's a good lineup. Exactly, yeah. So that's Lisa a killer Harper. lineup, actually. And then, actually, Joyce Myers is the one who's leading it all. Well, there and you Elevation go. Elevation Works would be there. Oh, well, come exactly. on. <laughs> like, that's so, so good. Yeah. I'll be in Tampa. <laughs> that trip. Well, that'll be, be fun. Good. That yeah. is going to be awesome. Are you going with a friend? Yes. One of my sorority sisters. Oh, fun. Yeah. That's cool. One of my best friends. So we'll be there. Living it up. That'll be good. We already look at the Airbnb and we're going to be staying with... Oh, are you Rick. going that route? <laughs> Rick and his wife. Oh, that They get back from fun. Germany two days before we go. That's crazy. It's so weird, but hey. Airbnb is the rave, and I want it to is. do it so bad. It's like 45 bucks a night. I mean, yeah. you can pass that up. We're not going to be there often. So. Yeah, exactly. They just rent out part of their house. Is it, is it a house or an apartment? Uh, their house. Okay, yeah. fun. So just rent out part of their house for it. Oh, that's and cool. Then you, can, you can rent their bikes for $20 for the weekend. They're even doing that? <laughs> yeah. I didn't even know there was those niceties that it's you so could cool. do. That's so You fun. can't use their kitchen, though. They they said that? Yeah. <laughs> How are you going to, like, you just have to do takeout? Yeah. We'll just, you know, get food after yeah. the conference and before the conference. Different people kind of. They got to have their boundaries. Exactly. I get it. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. And then this other one, she was like, me and my son will be home, but we won't be home until after he finishes soccer practice. And I'm like, what? And it's like, we would like to meet you. What? Hold on. Okay, that's isn't that so crazy it's that we crazy. were like, okay, book in at the Holiday Inn, and then it's like, now we're like, okay, like. We're go stay with Ricky. Like, <laughs> scoot over, Ricky. Like. We'll be home after soccer exactly. practice. That's crazy. Oh, my goodness. Good for you, though. Dude. That'll be fun. You will yeah. make so many memories with that. Exactly. You yeah. know? So it'll be a fun trip. We'll yeah. drive it down. She'll come here, and then we'll drive over to Tampa. I've never been to Tampa, so. Oh, that'll be good. That'll be good. So I always close the podcast with a question, and probably know it by now, but it's like. I was studying for this question today. (laughs) It's like, (laughs) all right, so where is God still with you right Uh, now? Now it sounds all different, and I know it's the exact same question. That's okay. My thoughts is that he actually has me still. Usually I'm one who's like going, like, okay, what's next? You know, planning. So yes, Uh he's still with me, but not only is he still with me, but he has me still like right here like in his peace and in his so still as in like you're not moving yes you're really you're very still yeah okay which is not that's nothing that i'm used to like i'm used to like okay what's next what's next but definitely you know the whole cancer journey like he had me super still like all right yeah sit your butt down we're gonna go through this i'm gonna like give you all the peace the joy the comfort everything that you need to get through this but i kind of feel like he still kind of has me in that that peace so he still has to be really nice and calm and you know just expect it 
Like, I'm like, all right, God, like, you know, what's next? So he still has me, but he has me still, still. <laughs> so whenever he's ready to shake and rattle me up and send me to the next mission, I'm ready. Sometimes so. there's a lot of beauty and there's a lot of working in that time of being it is. still. Oh, my goodness. Because you never know when you're going to turn exactly. on a dime. But, like, good for you for accepting that mm-hmm. and not fighting it. Oh, my gosh. Yep. And maybe just, like, <laughs> press into it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's amazing and cool that you recognize that because a lot of people aren't content by that. I know, definitely. I mean, of course, I mean, even just applying for jobs galore like the past, I guess, what, like last year, I was like, okay, you know, I'm done with the cancer journey. What's next? Like, yeah, God, you got me out of this. Like, where am I going to now? You know, having all these phone interviews and stuff. And I'm like, all right, where am I going? And then boom, he like lays this perfect job in my lap. Literally. Yeah. They say, all right, we need you to come do this, start this whole new program. You'll be able to help mentor students. You'll be able to help, you know, with uh, retention and all this. And it's literally the perfect job that I've always yeah. wanted, all wrapped into one. So I'm like, that's amazing. All right, God, thanks. Like, I'm going to sit right here in Pensacola and be still and let you continue to put all the love and the joy from just all the surrounding people in my life and just give me everything you want from me. So yeah, perfect. So still here. I love that. And I love even while you're being still that you're still pouring out into other people through the podcast. So thank you for letting me enter the still bubble. I feel very tranquil now. No, thank you so much. And oh my gosh, we're going to have to have you back. We didn't even talk about roommates, which I'm totally roommates is a, you want to say a little bit about it? Cause I'm totally going to put a plug in for you about this. So roommates, Pensacola, um, me and my roommate, (laughs) Pensacola, um, we do shirts, we do cups, we do anything you need basically with just vinyl so hey if you need us holler at us on instagram at roommates pensacola we will link to that in the show notes also um roommates did our group shirts are the one that say be brave you can see that on my instagram page they are so comfy i was just (laughs) talking about them with my Kia that literally I feel like a sheep with the wool of cotton candy made I them or like that's how they like I don't know something with bamboo it was wonderful Perfect. and you guys did such a great job seriously Thanks. love them so much and awesome. love you thank you oh, so much for making time you. for this I loved it it was fun yeah thank you so much sometimes there are just those moments in life where you're in complete awe and this conversation with Mykia was one of those. As we were talking, she was talking about how she'd gone through 16 chemo treatments and through the radiation process and all of these numbers and dates. And, you know, she summed it up in, a, in an hour-long podcast. But, guys, she really went through that. She had a year of fear facing that daily. And so that is one thing I don't want to neglect and mentioning this podcast is that those are actual numbers that was you know she goes over it briefly but she really did live that out and I want to recognize that I hope that this is a podcast that you can share with a friend who might be walking through a similar situation and maybe honestly it's a little bit of a wake-up call for you and your life it certainly was for me it made me want to live a more joyous life, to see things in a different outlook, and to trust in Jesus' plan for my life, even when I don't understand it. This conversation is a gift, one that I don't deserve. I honestly don't deserve a friend like her. She truly is the real deal, and she's an amazing example of what following Christ looks like. So thank you so much, Mykia, for taking the time to be on the podcast 
Also, be sure, guys, to follow, give her a follow on Instagram. Give roommates a follow. Friends support friends. So please support her in any way that you can. So last week, I received a question from a listener that said, how are you so open with your circle of friends? Do you just trust everyone from the get-go? Just curious. First of all, thank you so much for sending in your question. I generally see people as being good and trustworthy, but I'm not going to be an open book with a random person on the street unless I feel like God is calling me to be. With that, I make an exception, but honestly, I usually will just kind of slowly build trust with people. Maybe I'll share a little bit about myself and see how they react and if they share that with anyone else, you know. It's kind of like a ladder, you know. You take one rung of the ladder at a time as you step up and build your friendship. Just trusting God with what I'm supposed to say and the people that I'm supposed to say it with. And I trust that He will direct them in confidentiality and accountability to use the information that I've given them and not use it in a way that would hurt me or hurt the Lord and vice versa. People can hurt one another with their words and I never would want to do that. I hope that answered your question. Like I said, friendship is a process and I'm actually learning that friendship is an art. Thank you, Kristen Linscombe. You are amazing for that quote. Friendship is an art. So guys, I'm on Instagram at Coley Browning. That's K-O-H-L-I-E and Browning like the rifle. You can also contact me through my website, which is coleybrowning.com. If you have any question, I am always willing to answer and just connect and be friends with you. So please don't be shy. Also, guys, please subscribe to the show. That is, is the best way that you can keep up to date with what's going on and have the episodes automatically downloading into your phone. If you're feeling super generous, you could rate and review the show. I would be forever grateful. I'm getting ready to go to a movie. Probably going to go see Black Panther or 12 Strong. Still been wanting to see that. Chris and I just bought Movie Pass and we are going to use the heck out of that little card. So we are so excited about it. So thank you guys so much as always for tuning in. Your support means everything to me. Go out into this world, be bold, be brave, and be you. And remember, he is still with you. Oh, yeah.